Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Cool. Well, Nick Kirby, thanks for thanks for joining us, man. This is uh, baseball isn't boring. We're doing a we're doing a fun new series kind of before the season starts going around the league, and I'm I'm interviewing fans and and uh, writers, whoever wants to kind of be the spokesperson for their team, um, and kind of letting them take the reins and and state their case for why. Uh, they believe in their team for this year, or or why they don't. I haven't heard why they. I haven't heard anyone do that yet. Um, but I'm sure you know. I'm going to talk to someone in Oakland uh, eventually this year. But uh, you know, it would be cool to see them do well. But uh, this one is actually one that I am excited to talk about. Um, but before we get started, go ahead and plug anything that you've got: social media, podcast, radio, whatever you want to do. Since we're we're at the top here, um, go ahead and plug that if you want. Yeah, I'm uh, Nick Kirby. You can find me on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, uh, at Nicholas P. Kirby. Uh, I host the Chatterbox Reds podcast. Um, we do a podcast uh, after every single spring training and regular season game, seven days a week. Um, and then during the regular season, we have a live post game show on YouTube with my co-host Trace Fowler. Um, and we go live like in the ninth inning of every game. We started it last year and uh, it was a good time to start it for the Reds because the Reds kind of took off right when we started. God, yeah, so they it, did. It worked out well for us. They were, uh, man, they, uh, I don't really have um, allegiance to one 
particular team. I do live in Seattle, and that is like the team that I I pull for. They they've always been a team I want to see win, and it's. Uh, but the Reds are, to me, maybe the most exciting young team to watch. Um, granted, I do have a little bit of bias. I know I did used to play with a couple of the guys on the team, um, so I do like try to go out of my way and watch, but. Watching them last year, I, I don't remember what month it was. I'm sure you could tell me, but they just went on a tear and they were, it was like magic. It was like, it felt like a postseason run, um, but it feels like that's the time that you guys started your podcast is what you're talking about. But um, how are you feeling about this upcoming year? This feels like a, kind of kind of a prove it year for the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of excitement and, I can't ever remember a time uh, in my lifetime where like it felt like nationally there was so many people that just like the Reds, like just like you that yeah. uh, don't really have a, an allegiance, but have just kind of loved this, you know, young, fun, up and coming team. Um, you know, the, the Reds this offseason, they they made some some necessary moves. They made some some moves sure. that that filled some of their holes. Um they weren't the the sexiest moves. I don't think, you know, Jamer Candelario is going to get all the headlines, but he's the kind of piece. They needed another right-handed bat. Um, they needed some more pitching depth. Like Frankie Montas is a guy that, that he made his first uh, spring start mm-hmm. a couple days ago and was electric. And so there's a lot of excitement about him, but yeah, like you said, it is, it's definitely a prove it year for the Reds, uh, but they have all of the ingredients to compete as well as I think just about any other team, in their specific division. For sure. I think, I think I, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, jinx him, knock on wood here, but I, I, we had an interview the other day with, we were talking Cardinals and uh, we both kind of agreed that if there's a team to be, you know, obviously always the Cubs are going to be there, but we both kind of were like, it feels like the Cincinnati Reds are kind of the team to beat. And I think, you know, they got a target on their back, especially after, uh, after last year. But what's fun to me about the Reds is like, they're fun to watch. They're young. Um, but they have this core that feels like they've really worked on. They've made some trades over the last couple of years, especially with the Mariners. Uh, I hate to see some of those guys go and then do really well, but you know, more power to them. But, uh, you know, they've, they've made some, some specific moves and, and kind of set up this core that kind of, I don't know. It feels like it could be this next like rendition of the big red machine, you know, not to put that on them, but you know, these guys who are young, powerful, fast, and just fun to watch, you know, you got Ellie, you got Matt McClain, you got Spencer steer, you got this young group of guys who it's like, hopefully they're around for the next, you know, five, six years, at least. Um, How do you feel about, I know this is probably a, a sore spot for everyone in Cincinnati, but our boy Joey Votto looking for a home, but I feel how's that? How do you think that's going to work out for you guys? Just not having that leadership as much in the clubhouse anymore. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, Joey Votto has been a staple since like I was in college and that's the forever. It feels like he's been there for four decades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, he came up in, in the end of 2007 was in the lineup every day in 2008 and, yeah. Outside of a couple of years, he got hurt. I mean, he was there every single day. And so mm. it's definitely different. I mean, I know the Reds are, are kind of baking on Jamer Candelario to kind of be that sure. that guy that kind of fills that. Um, there, There's a quite a bit of differing opinions on if the Reds should have brought Joey Votto back or not. 
mm-hmm. among Reds fans. Uh, I think you could probably ask a hundred of them, and you might get fifty <laughs> one way and fifty the other way. Overall, I think yeah. it probably was the right decision for the Reds. Uh, I, I I think Joey Votto could still be successful in twenty twenty four. I fully believe that. I think he could go sign with sure. anyone and have a great year. But the the biggest challenge with the Reds is. You're kind of it would really put put I think David Bell in a really difficult spot where you have to choose to play Joey Votto or guys that probably like Christian Encarnacion and Strand Spencer Steer. The Reds have a lot of players that are like this first base DH, maybe a corner outfield type. Right, right. And they already have so many of those that that's where it just really makes it hard to see how Joey Votto would have fit into that mix. Sure. Absolutely. And, you know, it is the point where he's towards the back end of his career, still a quality guy to have on the team, but um, we don't have to spend too much time talking about it. But uh, definitely, I, it is one of those moves where it's like, I think a lot of people see it and it's like a personal thing. And it's like, you got to look at the numbers sometimes. And then also what you're saying, like, it doesn't quite fit into maybe their game plan of what they want to do. But I do think it is interesting how, and I think a lot of teams are kind of getting into this as well but it is noticeable with the reds these kind of like super utility players where it's like you know know where you're gonna see them in the lineup um but also that makes for like you can always put them in the lineup um and i think a lot of teams are gonna start it's i mean you know there's two-way guys now in college that are pitchers and hitters and then you know guys that are just like as long as we can get at bats we're gonna figure out a way to play wherever we need to play, whether it's first base or left field. Um, but one thing I'm really excited about is the pitching staff. I mean, like you said, Frankie Montas, uh, electric stuff. I think that's a huge pickup. Um, one that'll probably be, I think, looked at by the league more later where they're going to be like, oh, shit, that's a that's a really solid pickup. Um, how are you feeling about Hunter Green, though? I feel like he's been a a big time prospect for a couple years now. And I think this might be a breakout year for him. At least that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. Hunter Green's close. He, he last year, I mean, he had a start late in the year where mm-hmm. against the twins, I think he gave up like one hit and struck out 14 batters. And this is where the yes. reds were right in the middle of that, that playoff chase at the end of the year that they just mm-hmm. fell short on. So he's had some really incredible moments, but then he's kind of always had like a couple of blow up starts that have kind of, you know, set him back. Uh, Hunter Green actually made his first spring start on Sunday. I'm not sure when this released, but um, his first it was the second game of the of spring, and mm-hmm. he debuted a curveball and a splitter that he's been working on uh, okay. this off season. Uh, he had been using a changeup as his third pitch along with his slider. He's it sounds like he's ditched the changeup and he's he's going hard with this this curveball and this splitter. The splitter that's kind of seems like it's taking over baseball. There's a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fernando Cruz is a guy in the Reds bullpen that had a breakout season last year and was a guy that was just, you know, pitching um, like in the Mexican League and uh, kind of just career was kind of going, you know, nowhere. He's thirty, going to be 34 years old, and he got the splitter, and it turned him into a bona fide big league reliever, and I think Hunter Green's trying to tap into that trend. So yeah. it, it's hard to, hard to know how – well, someone with new pitches will sure. how that'll translate in year one. But uh, if it's a big if, if, if it does, I mean, 
He was already really close, so hopefully that's what really pushes him over to the top to that ace-type pitcher. Sets him apart for sure. He is fun to watch. Um, he's also one of those guys. I remember coming out of high school. There was They were like, he's going to be the the two-way guy, and everyone was like, no, no, we're just going to put him on the mound. <laughs> it's like I, I don't think people realize how hard Major League Baseball is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you guys got to. I think it's this. I think they're this afternoon. They're, you guys playing the Dodgers today? It's you actually guys, it's a night, Cincinnati Reds. It's a, it's a night game, actually. Uh, nice first first night game of spring. So I'm I'm always excited about that. I got young kids, so it's nice when they play at night and I can dial yeah, in yeah. and focus in a little more. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, guys. I'm watching. Uh, <laughs> I do. I think it's hilarious. This is kind of a side tangent here, but. Uh, checking out Twitter yesterday. And it's so funny when you see on trending or whatever, cause it'll push things to you that are like within your interest or whatever. And it's Shohei Otani's always in there for something, but I don't, it'll just say his name. And then yesterday I'm like, what did he do now? And they're like, he's getting married. And I was like, why is this news? Like, why am I reading about this? I don't show me his stats. Uh, how, how do you feel about, this is a guy, I don't know how far into his career he is it seems like he's could be a good uh you know trade piece later on but one of the guys that uh when i was playing baseball i was out in australia and one of the guys who came through when he was he was still in the tampa bay rays as a prospect um was jake fraley and it feels like he's finally starting to come into his own especially when he gets the time to be healthy but uh he's one of my guys that's kind of a sleeper pick where you know if he really gets I know last year he had a lot of at bats and playing time as well but I remember watching uh him in Australia and playing next to guys who'd played in the big leagues and guys who were like gonna be big leaguers and he was still very young and I remember watching that guy and being like this is the best baseball player I have ever seen in my life and it was not, and I'm glad to see him like kind of getting into it now but um I don't know if he's much, he's really talked about, but that seems like a guy who's like could be a make or break piece for the Reds as well. That kind of like sets them apart. Yeah, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, Jake Fraley has been really, really good for the Reds. The problem is he's had these these injuries the last two years that have kept him sidelined for mm-hmm. you know pretty pretty big chunks. But um, early in the year last year, he had so many big hits, and I know clutch hits can really be something that could be overrated and we can um, over romanticize, but he had big hits for the Reds. And I don't, I think he's a platoon player. I I think he's, he's, his numbers at this Mm -hmm. point just hasn't been able to hit lefties. And that's okay. Uh, The Reds don't need him. Mm -hmm. Reds have plenty of of right-handed bats now, but I legitimately believe that Jake Fraley, if I had to predict which player on the Reds has the highest OPS against right-handed pitchers in 2024, it would be Jake Fraley. Like, I think he's a a uh, he's kind of he's kind of the the Reds' next Jesse Winker. Like Jesse Winker was yeah, that yeah. before they traded him, and he's yep. kind of in in that mold. Maybe not All Star Jesse Winker twenty twenty one, but he's not far behind that. Very comparable for sure. That's a good comp for sure. Um, you know, and then it it pains me the memory of Jesse Winker coming to Seattle and just every day watching him strike out and get mad. <laughs> That, that was um, wild. I, I Dude, it was. And we liked him. I mean, he was a good team guy, it seemed. But just even going to games, the people around me would be like, 
like Winker would walk up and there's a runner in scoring position. We're just like, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Like we're not, <laughs> this guy's not scoring. Like this is a, this is just a free out for them. Um, well, this has been a fun talk, but before we go, what I've been doing for the, the interviews for every team, uh, basically in your own words, um, I'm giving you the floor. Uh, state your case for the 2024 Cincinnati Reds. All right. So, I mean, I think the, the biggest reason the Reds can have a great season in 2024 is, uh, is their depth. And it's something that was maybe the biggest Achilles heel last year. But you, you look at, you start with the rotation, Hunter Green, Graham Ashcraft, Frankie Montas, Nick Martinez, Nick Lodolo, Connor Phillips, Brandon Williamson. The Reds have legitimately eight bona fide big league starters. And that's mm-hmm. not even mentioning they have guys like Carson Spires and Lion Richardson that have already made their big league debut that could even go. And that's like 10 deep. So they have crazy starting pitching depth. Um, lineup wise, the Reds have, have some depth as well. Um, on any given night, the Reds are probably assuming health and health is always a big assumption but right now as it stands on opening day you're probably going to have someone like Jonathan India or Jake Fraley or Will Benson or maybe even Spencer Steer on the bench and so that that's what I I think separates the Reds the the Reds maybe their biggest weakness is that they don't have yet a star hitter they don't have a guy that maybe is going to have like a 130 weighted runs created plus unless Ellie De La Cruz or maybe Christian Encarnacion Strand reaches that level and they don't have the bona fide ace unless I'm going to agree steps that level, but where the reds could win the NL central and maybe even make some noise in the postseason is their depth. And I think they might wear some of the other teams down that don't have as much depth in the NL central. Mm-hmm. Very well said. I, I mean, I'm excited to watch these guys this year. Um, shout out to former teammate Medford rogue Spencer steer I'm excited to see him again in his sophomore campaign um and I'm I this is a year too where it's like I I like to see the hype of Ellie de la Cruz and you know he didn't quite live up to it with his short you know sample size last year but that dude is electric and I think you know this could be a breakout year for him as well where he's you know a cover man where he's just the guy, you know, he turns into Mr. Baseball, but um, yeah, I think you guys are the team to beat this year and I'm very excited to watch. Um, but yeah, thanks Nick for joining us today, man. Um, one more time. If you want to plug your stuff uh, again, just in case anybody didn't catch in the beginning, uh, feel free to plug that before we go, but thanks so much for coming on today, man. Yeah. really appreciate you having me. Awesome series you guys are doing. Uh, but yeah, Chatterbox Reds, available everywhere you get podcasts. Like I said, new episodes every single day in spring training in the regular season. And then we're on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. That's where you can find Reds post-game shows every single night all season long. Absolutely. And this is uh, Baseball Isn't Boring. You can check it out on Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you guys get podcasts. If you guys are listening, you're already listening, so I don't really have to tell you guys that. Um, yeah, go follow Nick, check out his stuff. Um, my name is Reese Green. All the information is going to be in there, but check me out on Instagram and everything. But Nick, once again, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, and hopefully we'll do this again. I'm hoping to do maybe like a, a halfway through the year kind of like checkup with everybody and be like, how you feeling now? How's, how's everybody doing? Um, but thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.